0: Greetings in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's always a pleasure to have you on the program, His Word, where we read the Word of God and hear what God is saying to us. Today we are also into the Word. We are having a sermon titled, The Ever-Faithful God regardless of your or of your life situations or of our life's situation is based in the book of Genesis chapter 20. We're reading from verse 1 to verse 17. I believe the message will change your life and to actually know that God is ever faithful regardless of any situation we go through as human beings. Be blessed. Now Abraham moved on from there, into the region of Negev and lived between Kadesh and Shah. For a while he stayed in Gerar. And there Abram said to his wife, She is my sister. Then Abimelech, king of Gerar, sent for Syrah and, and took her. But God came to Abimelech in a dream one night and said to him, You are as good as dead because of the woman you have taken. She is a married woman. Now Abimelech had not gone near her. So he said, Lord, will you destroy an innocent nation? Did he not say to me, she is my wife, she is my sister? And didn't she also say he is my brother? I have done this with a clear conscience and hands. Then God said to him in the dream, yes, yes. I know you did this with a clear conscience, and so I have kept you from sinning against me. That is why I did not let you touch her. Now return the man's wife, for he is a prophet, and he will pray for you and you will leave. But if you do not return her, you may be sure that you and all who belong to you will die. Early in the morning the next morning Abimelech summoned all his officials and when he told them all uh, that had happened they were very much afraid then Abimelech called Abraham in the Abraham in and said what have you done to us how have i wronged you that you have brought such great guilt upon me and my kingdom you have done things to me that should never be done and Abimelech asked Abraham what was your reason for doing this? Abraham replied, I said to myself there is surely no fear of God in this place and they will kill me because of my wife. Besides, she really is my sister, the daughter of my father though not my mother, and he became and she became my wife. And when God had me wander from my father's household, I said to her, this is what you can show your, this is how you can show your love to me. Everywhere we go, say of me, he is my brother. Then Abimelech brought sheep and cattle and male female slaves and gave them to Abraham. And he returned Sarah, his wife, to him. And Abimelech said, my land is before you, live wherever you like. To Sarah he said, I am giving you, your brother, a thousand shekels of silver. This is to cover the offense against you before all who will... Who are with you? You are completely vindicated. Then Abraham prayed to God, and God healed Abimelech, his wife, and his female slaves, so they could have children again. For the Lord had kept all the women in Abimelech's household from conceiving because of Abraham's wife, Sarah. Now, in the text that we read here, Abraham, a man of faith, a man who feared God, this was a man who had a good relationship with God. We understand first about Abraham, before he was Abraham, that he lived between Bethel and Ai, where he first built an altar to God. But when they separated, you remember the story that happened. Actually, he went down to Egypt and he returned. But when they came again with the Lord, they had so much livestock and they were rich. God had blessed them so much. So they had a lot of things that God had given to them. And they decided amongst themselves. And actually, Abraham said, let us separate. You go to the other direction, and I go to the other direction. And actually, that happened. But Lord had chosen a green land with Gomorrah and Sodom. And when he went there, he lived there. We know the story. I'm not in that one, but I'm just introducing what is actually happening. Now, we see what was actually happening in, 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 in Gomorrah and Sodom, the evil that was happening there. It was really a bad situation until God destroyed Gomorrah. Now, when he had done that, Abraham, in the good land where he lived, God had actually blessed him now where he was, but what was happening in lost life was not good to, what, to Abraham as a man of God. He heard now that his uh, nephew, Lot, the children, you remember the story, where da- his daughters actually wanted to sleep with him such that they could have some descendants. And Abraham had this. Remember, Lot has lo- had lost his wife because she looked back when Gomorrah and Sodom was burning. So things were not good. Abraham, as a human being, he felt the pain. He He felt the anger of what was happening to his nephew. And as a human being, he was hurting. The bad news made him, you see... To, to, to think that it is time for me to leave or to go to a better place. Whenever we go through situations in our lives that actually suppress us, we normally feel we should go out to a better place. That's what Abraham did. Now, in the text that we are starting to read, the Bible says, now Abraham moved on from there. So he is moving away from the situation. The Bible is not clear why he was moving away. This is just an assumption, what I'm saying, that maybe he was hurting. In our lives, we hurt when we hear bad news. We are human beings. When I hear something bad has happened to her, something bad has happened to somebody who is close to you, you feel the pain and you can sometimes say, let me go away. But... What is good is that God still remains faithful. The title of this message I didn't tell you is that the ever-faithful God, that's the title. Regardless of our life situations, God remains faithful. So he remained faithful to Abraham even in that time. For every step of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And actually he delights in how we walk as his people. So Abraham took this step. And God was still delighting in him. He was still ordering his steps. Sometimes when we, get some, we feel the pain and we get to a painful situation, we feel like moving out. But God is still there. Now, when he was outside, outside God's promises, you land, or you are prone to sin. Now, we know the story that Abraham committed sin by by actually declaring a half lie and a half truth. It was not 100% a lie, but somehow a lie. Sometimes there are things that we say that are like that or things that we do as human beings where we half lie just to gain whatever we want because he was doing this to protect himself such that you are safe where you is. Because down where we read, when the king Abimelech asked him, why did you do this? In verse 11, he said, Abraham replied, I said to myself, there is surely no fear of God in this place and they will kill me because of my wife. And then he decided to lie. Now, he moved from the promised land that God had showed him, which was Canaan, and he moved to this place of his choice where he thought he was maybe relieving himself from the stress. But in that situation, he sinned against God. When you move from where God has put you, you tend to lose your focus and you are prone to fall into sin. There are situations that will cause you to move, to want to move from that situation. And you move, but you remain prone to sin. But what is good is that God remains faithful. There's a statement I've said over and over again that God is there in the midst of it all that we go through. He is there. If you read Psalms 23, verse 4, it says, Yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, the rod and your staff, they comfort me. What does that mean? God is there even in the valley, in the times where you are vulnerable, anything bad can happen to you. God is with you in that situation. So stay in God. But I want to reveal the good about God, even in that situation where Abraham was away from God. He thought this was going to protect him. The lies were going to protect him. And you, please, don't deceive yourself or don't tell lies just because you want to protect yourself. It will put you to vulnerable situations like what it happened to Abraham in this situations. But God remained faithful. Don't lie, half lies, please don't. Now, God's word to you will remain true. Remember, God had promised Abraham that he will protect him. He will bless those who bless him. And he will protect him. God still remained true, regardless of Abraham's sinning. You say, if God would desert us if we sin, I don't think we'd we'll be still living today. But his care and his love endures even when we sin. Because we are human beings, we commit sin, but God remains faithful. He remained faithful and protected him, and God had to take a step. And that step was to get into Abimelech and talk to him. God is not a respecter of any person. He speaks to any person, even those that we fear and we actually fear to approach. God speaks to those people. Because he is God. So he went there. God actually appeared to to Abimelech in a dream and spoke to him that what you are doing is very, very dangerous. You are as good as dead. That's what the Bible said. God now is protecting his person. Actually, he's keeping his word that he will protect him. God will protect you. He will actually talk to people that you actually never even thought they would talk or will protect you. And God will talk to him that. Whatever you are planning to do to this lady, don't do it. She is mine. She belongs to me. Now, the good thing that I like about Abimelech is that he responded positively. That's the good thing about him. He acted the right way. He understood that this is God who's speaking to me in a dream. I should do something. It's very important to act when God speaks to us. To this situation, he spoke to him in a dream that this is what you have to do. This is not just a lady, but she's a wife to Abraham. So be careful whatever you do. God knows you. He knows you exactly. Even if you hide whatever you hide to people, God knows it. Because Abraham actually thought he was playing it nice. Actually, if you read the story, you understand that that Abraham did not only tell Abimelech that this is my, my sister. It was like when he got into, into the place, like if I come to this place and build a home and I declare that my wife is my sister, my neighbors goes, oh, that's her sister, they live together. Everybody around, all my neighbors, they know that until maybe the king hears it. That's what actually happened. So it was just a, a known thing in the community that Abraham stays with his sister. That was known, but God knew the truth that this was his wife. So God knew that, and he intervenes for God protects us. Let's keep our faith in God, and he will act on our behalf. When we go through this difficult situation, what we normally do, we then say, God is not actually does not actually care about what we feel or the situation that we go through and we tend to backslide and to commit to sin. But thanks God that he's still there for us. Abimelech acted the right way and he repented and he corrected the situation. If there is a situation that we are going through and we have Wawutsi has talked to you in a dream or in any way because God even speaks to us today, you might be someone who does not know God's voice. When does God speak to me? Maybe if I can explain, we have seen Samuel in the book of 1 Samuel, Samuel, chapter 3, where we, we see Samuel when God approached him and speaking to him. He didn't know. He actually went to Eli and said, is, Who is talking to me? So three times he said, Until Eli understood that, oh, God was speaking to this young man. And he said, mm-hmm. When he speaks, say, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. That is verse nine. God spoke to, Ab- to, to, uh, to, to Samuel. Now there are things I want us to note there. The first thing is that Samuel gave God the attention, that now he actually he opened up and said, "God now speak to me." So for you to hear God's voice, you have to open up. God now speak to me. You have to open up. You might not know his voice, but open up to him. When you read the word, open up to the word of God. Let the word of God speak. One of the things that they, 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 they emphasize when they teach you in, in theology, theological seminars, they tell you read the word and know what God is saying, not what has been preached. By other pastors. What is God saying through this word? What is he saying? So don't rely that I heard Pastor X speak. It was his revelation. What is the word saying to you? What is God interpreting to you through this word? Mm -hmm. Because God speaks to us in different ways. So open up to God. As you read the word every morning, when he opened up, he then gave him time. Speak, I'm listening. That's what you have to do. God, I've read your word. Don't just read the word and at the end you go straight to prayer. There's what they call quiet time. But give God the time. God, I've read your word. What are you saying to me? What is it that I have to correct in my life? And your life will change. God speaks through his word, as I've said. He speaks through his ministers, because we are sent by God, like she said. You see, <laughs> one time I went to one of the old pastors in the church. He actually said to me, actually he quoted the word of God, that we were destined for, God, for good works. Mm-hmm. Even before we were, there are good works that God wants to achieve through you. Mm-hmm. Those are good works. So don't concentrate on what people are saying. What is it God has said to him? I normally run every morning. Uh, You see, the running to me, I think it's more of a devotion. There's a lot I think about God. The mileage is there. Because I know if I go, I'll take about two and a half hours. So those two and a half hours, I listen to gospel music as I run, and I can meditate. Today, this is what I was meditating. I was thinking about what that old man said to me. I said, you know what this man was saying to me? He was not speaking out of the world. He was speaking the word that, hey, don't concentrate on what people are saying. Concentrate on God's ministry. You were designed for the good works. Whatever people are saying, they are trying to distract you from what God has said to you. Hear what God has said to you. Just work. God has given us work to do. Let us focus on what God has given to us. Now, sometimes... You may want to, there are things where you want to really know that is God actually saying this. I will quote the story of Gideon in, in Judges 6, verse 36. Gideon said to God, if you will save Israel by my hand, as you have said, look, I shall put a flance of wool on the threshing floor. If there is dew on the flance only and it is dry on the ground, then I shall know that you will save Israel from my, by my hand as you have said and if so uh, sorry and it was so when he rose early in the morning and squeezed the friends together he wrung the dew out of the friends and, a, and a, a bowl a bowlful of water then Gideon sent to God said to God do not be angry with me but let me speak just as once just this once <clears throat> let me test i pray just once more with the friends let it now be dry only in the friends but on the ground let it be Jew, and God did so that night. It was dry on the flesh only, only, but there was Jew on the ground. There are times where you you will want to prove God's word. Is it you, God, who is speaking? Mm. And God does not actually persecute or harm Gideon about this. Oh, you want to prove it's me. He looked at the heart that he wanted to act because he wanted to be sure that his God was there. So you have a right to ask God to show you, to prove that it is him who has spoken to you. If it's a major decision, maybe like a major decision, involve God. Okay, God, I know that you have said this through your word, but can I get a sign? God will prove it to you. You have a right to do that. So there are things that are in your heart. Maybe you are at the crossroads and you don't know what to do. Ask God, God show me a sign. But as you ask for that sign, you need to totally be ready to yield to the direction God is going to give you. Because sometimes we pray for things to God, and when God said this, says, okay, do it, or don't do it, we say, no, it was not you, God, I'll continue to do it. So what was the point? So you should be ready to do what God will say to you. It hurts sometimes because you thought he would say yes, but he says no. Just up is the best. But the other thing, God speaks to us through dreams. It is in the Bible. It doesn't mean that we are poor because we cool poor results or whatever. That's what we say. But to God, God even speaks to, through dreams even today. God speaks. What is important is to know that if the dream aligns to his word, if it does not, that's not his dream. God speaks to us. The other way God speaks to us, he speaks through his voice. It's an audible voice to you alone. And it's so clear. And it's normally once. Because it is so nice when he speaks to you, you feel like you should say it over and over again. But God speaks once. I don't know who has experienced that. God speaks to you once, and it's so audible. It's like someone is talking to you, but it's once off, but you are the only one who hears it, and he has spoken to you. God just speaks to us. But there's one thing I want to talk about, sin. Sin stops multiplication. If you look at the life of Abimelech, the Bible says, because of Sarah, who was now in the in the vicinity, in the home of Abimelech, God actually stopped the the issue of giving birth. They could not conceive. So you can see that if there is a time to actually even gauge that someone does not conceive. So it took some time while Sarah was away. And God had to intervene. Now, when you commit sin and you are in sin, things don't multiply. But look at this. I want to explain this. Abimelech is a king. For sure, he had the camels and the cattle and all the things. People outside could see he was successful. He had all the, maybe the mansions in the royal yard. But know this. Inside, he had this thing that I'm not now getting kids. There was something he himself knew that was missing. I'm not getting the babies that I need. You see, it was something that he knew. When you commit sin and there is sin in your life, you may be successful in the eyes of the people. You may have those cars, you have those buildings, those properties, maybe even a bank, a Fed bank account. But there's this thing that you don't have. You don't have the peace. You still have the noise in your heart. I don't have the peace. You are frustrated. You know there are people who don't sleep regardless of the effect that they have a million in their account, that they can just swipe a card or tap and buy anything. But they don't have the peace. And there is someone who actually has a zero balance in their account, but that person is happy because God has given him the peace, the peace that surpasses all understanding. So sin drives you away from those things. You don't have peace. Things don't multiply. His life actually came to a halt because of the sin. What is it in your life that we have to remove? What is the sin that is removing the peace in you? It might be a relationship, because relationships, those are one of the things that are very, very uh, daunting to young people. They pull them down. You see, you actually, even us, we are matured. You find that we engage in things that God has not approved but when we think they are going to work for us, and when we do those things, they don't give us any positive results. You might be successful in your own eyes, but you are not having peace. So let us fear God, let us love God, and let us trust God. God understands our situations, and he protects us. Abimelech did the right thing, and actually he did it in ignorance, as the Bible says. What he did was it was out of ignorance, that he didn't know. The good thing about it is that I want to say to you, God sees everything that happens in you, as I've said earlier. He knows sometimes there are sins that you commit unknowingly, but God knows that. And he understands that. So our God knows whatever we do, even before. He knows deep down in us the reason why you do everything, the reason why we are here, the reason why you sing that song, the reason why you do things. God knows that because Psalms 139 verse 3 says, God descends my going out and my laying down. You are familiar with all my ways. There is nothing hidden before God, before a word is out of of my mouth, out of my tongue. Lord, you know it completely, because God knows us. So God here reveals his omniscience. He knows that I know Abimelech. He did it ignorantly. So God knows if you commit sin ignorantly, for God has the good in us. God wants the best for us. Let's keep our faith in him. What this story reveals about God is, God, is God's involvement in the life of Abraham, regardless of him being in the wrong place. Even if you are in the wrong place, God still loves you. He still wants to accomplish what he planned and what he purposed for your life. God still wants to fulfill his mission. He still wants to make you what he wants you to be. Hold on to him, for God is with you. However, I might say, please, Stay in the place where God put you. There are things God has given us, but because of the situations that we go through in life, sometimes we just stop doing them and we rush for where we think things are going to work. Even though we are away, this text reveals that God is still there, even if we are away. And he will protect us. What God said to you in that prayer that you had, when you heard his voice, when you heard his voice through the word, all the promises that are in the word that are for you, God will fulfill them. Keep your faith in him and don't move out of him. So God is still with you in every situation. It may be hurting what we are hearing, but God knows what you are going through. So let's pray in that situation that you may be feeling in your life, whatever God has given you, and you feel like giving it up and stopping whatever you do. If it's ministry, maybe you even stopped. Maybe you even stopped ministry what God ca- called you to do because of situations, and then you stopped. But God is still faithful to you to keep you up to this time. You can still pray to God, and he will restore that because God is faithful. He will be faithful until you die. What is it that you need to correct in your life? You might have engaged in things like, here Abraham lied. What is it that you engage in what you know God has not approved? Because that will stop actually what God wants to do for you. So call on his name and confess. God intervenes in every situation. He stays on his promise, never give up. Ask God to give you the strength to hold on to him. Let him know of the situation. One of the things that is difficult for us, we try to summarize things for God. Why can't you just take time and reveal and actually just tell God the, the situation as it is? Don't try to organize it. God is unlike when I want to tell my, maybe my earthly father something where I have to organize and make sure that there are some words that I don't say, maybe they will hurt him, and maybe he will be surprised I can speak such such words. But when you are with God, just say it as it is. God will, actually, he knows it. He won't even summarize. He just knows what you are saying. So it is important when you pour out your heart to God, be as real as possible. Try not to be organized to God. Just reveal everything. Maybe we've been too organized, like uh, we've been trained that when you pray our Father out in heaven, you have to start to worship, and that is good. But when you get to the details of the things that hurt you, be realistic to God. God, this thing is actually a problem to me. As we are going to pray, God, this is actually what is hurting me. This is what is actually healing my life. God, help me in this situation. God, if there are things that you know he has not approved in your life and you are still pursuing them, it is very important that you do like Abimelech. If it tells you, because he appeared to Abimelech and said no. One of the things I know about God is that when he says no to any situation, he won't change because of time or because you have nursed that situation for a long time. A no to God from the first day will remain a no even after 100 years. So it's always wise when, you say, when God says to you no in day one just to stop it. But what we normally do, we nurse the situations, and we try to get means to console our situation such that it is acceptable. Yeah. But deep down in you, you don't have the peace of what we are doing. Deep down in you, You know, if you can talk to some of the people that have actually uh, had problems in their businesses, they can tell you, no, everything was going well. But God, he told me that when I was engaging in this deal, it was not going to work for me. But I continued. Some have actually engaged in bribery. And God said, no, this is not what you have to do as my child. But God still said no. And you engaged in that deal, God still said no. So let us just obey God. It's always best to obey God from day one. Amen. Amen. So that is what I wanted to reveal, that our God remains faithful in whatever we go through. He protected Abraham. He will protect you. Even if you feel like things are not going the right way, hurting things that push you out of your comfort zone such that you can actually even feel like you're no longer a Christian. God has deserted you. I want to assure you that God still cares for you and is still going to keep his promises. All that is said about you in his word and what is said to you in your personal prayer, in your devotion, God is going to make it come to pass. Amen. Well, that's all we had for you today. I believe the word of God has ministered to you. And God has actually given you direction on how to hear his voice. And now you know that God is faithful regardless of any situation that you go through. He is always there and he's always with you. And he will protect you. What a God we have that loves us and cares for us even if we are in bad situations. I trust that the message has given you strength in your walk with the Lord. God willing, let's meet next time, and goodbye.